welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. It really bothered me that we got lost. It didn't bother me because I'm, you know, so above getting lost. It didn't bother me because I assumed that my ability to navigate on the water was flawless. It bothered me because I didn't understand why. I made a recent trip to the Boundary Water Canoe area. It's this just magically beautiful place that is the border of northern Minnesota and Canada. I've been there several times before. It's kind of like a a yearly pilgrimage that I, I love to do since we've moved to Minnesota. So this summer I went up with three girlfriends and... One of the magical things about this area is it is it really is backcountry. There's no cell phone service. You get a permit to enter the wilderness and then you're kind of on your own. It's not uncommon that you would just not see another human for the time that you're away in the boundary waters. So I've been there before. And because there are no cell phones, you navigate with a map. It's old school like that. Typically, you are using the map as a comparison against the shoreline that you're seeing. So does the shoreline, you know, kind of tilt to the left or is there a little group of islands that marks a certain area that you might need to cross? I've loved maps my whole life and I am very comfortable with maps because I'm old enough to have learned to drive without GPS or Google Maps or even Yahoo Maps back in the day. So when I was learning to drive and when I was Working in my first job in public health, I had a Thomas guide, right? This really detailed map with all of the roads and all of the alleys that you would use to navigate. So maps are not a problem for me. But this most recent trip up to the Boundary Waters, I was navigating and we got really lost. And it bothered me so much. Parked the car, got all the gear out, put the canoes in the water, We knew that we needed to head through this lake for about half a mile to the, we need to go north. And then when the shore turned to the left or turned west, it was time to cross over to the other side or to the east side of the lake and look for our portage, which is the the walking path that you take between bodies of water. So we got in the water, we turned to the north, we paddled for a while, The shore kind of shifted to the left, but it it didn't really make the kind of dramatic, clear 90 degree turn that I was expecting. But it was close enough, kind of close. So we headed across to the east side of the lake and the place where the portage should have been, there was no portage. And so we went a little to the north, we went a little to the south, we kind of paddled back and forth looking for this footpath that we were to cross over to get into the next lake, into the next lake, and then get to our campsite. And it just wasn't there. But the worst thing about it is as I looked at where we were and compared it to the map, nothing really aligned. It it, it didn't look like it was supposed to look. The shape of the shore didn't match the picture on the map. 
So I kept thinking maybe the the water level is low. There's been kind of a drought in this area. Maybe the water level is low. So it looks different than it normally would or than the map might depict. And there was also a lot of smoke. There have been these big wildfires in Canada and a lot of that smoke has been blown down into the boundary water. So it was a little bit hazy and I kept thinking maybe I'm not seeing the details as clearly. I just couldn't figure out why it didn't match. But we went back and forth, back and forth. And finally, we just tried to get a signal with our cell phones. And one person was able to um, get an FCL service to locate us. And we were in a different place in the lake than where I thought we should have been. We were way further north than I expected. Really no idea why, except that we were going back and forth a lot. Maybe we just sort of slowly drifted north. Once we knew the starting place, we could kind of reverse engineer, head far enough south that we could find the portage, portaged over to the next lake and the rest of it was smooth sailing or rowing, I should say. It was smooth and simple and easy to navigate until it was time to go home. We had to reverse our path across that same lake in order to go back to where our car was parked, where we needed to take all the gear out of the water and reload the canoes onto the car and drive back into the little town. So after days and days of backcountry camping, we were ready to make our way home. We were kind of hot and tired. We come across the portage and it's now time to traverse or to cross that same lake. We use the map, we follow the shoreline, we cross over to now the west side of the lake, travel south, retrace our steps, paddle, 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 paddle for maybe two hours. And we get to the place where the car should be parked and it's not there. There's a different parking lot, but it's not our parking lot. So everybody is hot and tired and confused. And I'm feeling really bad because I'm sort of in charge of this thing and it's just not making sense. And my friends are tired and now we're going to be later getting home than we expected. And frankly, we just don't know where the hell our car is. Finally, we see another person, another boater who pulls over in his boat and gets close enough for us to ask him. And he tells us that the parking lot, the place where we left the car based on this, the roads that we took to get to the spot, that our location is like four miles north. And of course, we're all groaning and tired and frustrated that we now have to not only backpedal all of the distance that we've just paddled, but go even farther north than we expected. And I just couldn't figure out how that happened. And then I realized way back before we began our trip, when I was at the outfitter picking up the canoes and the maps, one of the staff members at the outfitter put the mark on the map that indicates the parking lot. And I had this whole long conversation with her about road closures and where we needed to drive in order to park, in order to get to the spot that we needed on the lake based on what kind of construction was going on, based on what roads were closed because of fires. Like there were all of these, it was just a long involved process. But after all of that, she put the mark in the wrong spot. So the whole point around which we had been navigating was incorrect. It was the wrong parking lot on the wrong road. She made a mistake. It was no big deal. Nobody died. We were just extra tired, had extra big servings of ice cream when we got back to town. But I think the thing that really stuck out to me is the sense that all of this confusion, all of these things that didn't seem to add up were all based on an incorrect fundamental assumption. 
I kept trying to navigate with a map based on the wrong criteria. At no point did I stop and say, you know what? This is fundamentally wrong. The shoreline that I'm looking at does not match the map in my hands. Instead, I thought, oh, I must be mistaken. I must not be seeing clearly. I must mm, try a little to the north, try a little to the south. Perhaps we're just a little off. But no, we were way off. Like our starting point was wrong. And I guess I've been thinking about that a lot in life and in business. Often I watch people flex around lots of little warning signs, lots of little indicators that something is wrong. And they kind of talk themselves through them or override their instincts. They evaluate each detail instead of really considering the heart of the question or the big question. I think this comes up a lot in team relationships where you as an entrepreneur have someone on the team who there's a few red flags here and there. There's some late work. There's some missed deadlines or omissions, errors that seem obvious. But maybe there's a partial explanation or you know, you assume that they're stressed or tired or something's going on. And nothing's really egregious. Nothing's like this, this grand problem or nothing really indicates incompetence. Just little things here and there. And, and you give the benefit of the doubt, which is what, you know, reasonable patient people do. It's so hard to tell when something is not clearly wrong. And there's always like a partial explanation. But when we ignore the accumulating evidence... Sort of like I did with my uh, navigating with the map. I explained it away. I placated myself. I tried to work around. Perhaps because maybe I was afraid to ask the really big question, which was, do I have the wrong starting point? And if I have the wrong starting point, then how, how do I possibly navigate without the starting point? And I think entrepreneurs are faced with lots of big fundamental questions like that. Is this person the right person for my team? Do I really have product market fit? Am I outgrowing my competence here? Is this partnership working? The proper diagnosis of the problem is a really special superpower. In my training as a psychologist, you spend a, a lot of time, especially in the early years, doing diagnostic assessments, diagnostic practice, understanding the differences between schizophrenia and mania as part of bipolar disorder, teasing out if a child has ADHD or PTSD, what condition is underlying the problems that they're having, their difficulty with concentration or sleep. Diagnosis is very specific, right? There's different kinds of depression. There's not just depression. There's major depressive disorder and it can be mild or moderate or severe, there's seasonal affective disorder, there's dysthymia, there's all of these nuances that go into understanding exactly what it is that you're looking at, what problem you have, which opens the door to which problem you're trying to solve. And problem diagnosis in the world of running a business is very complicated. It's not easy. There's not a, a book like we psychologists have where we can just go through the list of potential problems and pick one. Granted, there are a lot of them, but in any event, there's sort of this list that you can go from as a base a starting point, as a basis of problem identification. Same is not true in the world of entrepreneurship. 
problems we face in our business can be intrapersonal. They exist within us, our own burnout, our own depression, our own family history, our own stress. Problems can be interpersonal, the ways that people on our team are getting along and communicating. That can create all kinds of confusion or havoc within the systems within our business. Business problems, of course, can also be systemic. The ways that we're going about our work are flawed. The workflows, the systems that we have in place to pass information from one person to another or to bring a customer through the customer journey, the ways that details fit together, that can be its own you know, opportunity for many different kinds of problems. And then, of course, there's all kinds of possibility for problems in the ways that our unique offering interacts with the market around us competitors, product market fit, shifting markets, aging technology. And then we go one step further and also understand how our business is impacted by the really big picture factors around us. So, you know, a global pandemic, changes in tax policy, changes in healthcare, who's president. All of those things have the power to, in some cases, wreak havoc on the functioning within our business. In my case, I couldn't really see the problem until I had an external observer until I had someone who had more experience navigating that lake than I did to help me understand that the point that I started from was different than the point that I ended up at. And that's where a coach, a mastermind, a therapist, an external observer who can help give a larger perspective, I think is extraordinarily important as an entrepreneur. Sometimes our assumptions are faulty. And that's okay. We're not perfect and we don't have perfect vision. We all do the best we can with the information that we have available to us to get where we're trying to go. But an external perspective that can say, hey, that's not right, or this is wrong, or wow, you're really far from where you thought you were. Someone who can see the things that we can't see is very helpful. I think the other thing that I wish I had done in my particular situation was to better utilize my team. I'd invited everyone on the trip, so I felt some sense of kind of responsibility. I'd also been up there more than other people had been there, and, and I had, I guess, the most experience navigating with a map on the waterway specifically. But one member of our crew has extensive backpacking and backcountry experience. She hadn't been canoe camping before. She hadn't been in a water area in that way. But she was also really, really comfortable with a map and compass. And I wish I'd asked her for her help earlier. Similarly, another member of our crew does long distance canoe racing. So while she hadn't been backcountry camping, she has a lot of experience kind of reading shorelines and navigating waterways. So I think I assumed too much responsibility and didn't check with my team or maybe didn't acknowledge soon enough, like, hey, I'm, I'm not actually sure where we are. We're lost and I don't know why. And I think if I'd said something that simple and that clearly, we would have, you know, batted around some ideas and probably eventually would have come to the idea of, hey, is it possible that the guide from the outfitter marked the wrong place on the map? And if that's the case, what do we do? As an entrepreneur, there aren't a lot of maps available. You're kind of writing it as you go. There are resources, there are guides, there are people who've done it before, but not exactly like you, not exactly with your particular interpersonal situation, not exactly with your history or background, and not with your product, your business idea. 
So you can follow all the guidance and listen to all the podcasts, but at the end of the day, you are riding the map as you go. You're navigating imperfectly. So recognizing that, giving yourself credit for it, and gathering your resources about you, I think is a really helpful strategy for preserving your mental health and minimizing the amount of time that you're going to spend uh, paddling a canoe around a lake on a hot summer day. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.